In the latest sustainability report from Booking.com, a whopping 74% of respondents said they wanted to see more eco-friendly travel options. This is huge. It means those operators who haven't been paying attention to sustainability issues should perhaps make this a focus going forward. In this episode, I'm talking to Vanessa D'Souza-Large, the founder of Sustonica, which is the first sustainability accreditation for vacation rentals. And she's going to be sharing how you can get on board with not only saving money on energy and water costs and many other things, but also appealing to more guests. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, super delighted to be back with you once again. So I was really rubbish at math, maths, we call it maths in the UK, but math at school, and I hated statistics. It was the title of it that just sent me cold. So I didn't pay much attention to it, but you know, just recently, I've become fascinated with statistics, particularly when they relate to our short-term rental business. And in fact, I'm doing a session at the upcoming Book Direct show in Barcelona on finding your niche. So I've been exploring mountains of stats from the fact that, do you know, there are more pets in homes in Europe than children. I found that really interesting. (laughs) And that there is a $57.9 billion niche opportunity that we're mostly missing. That is really fascinating. To find out more, you've got to come. You've got to come to Barcelona to the Book Direct show and check it out. So I'm doing a, a full course, in fact, on finding your niche, which is going to be released in May and... All that information is going to be in that course because I think now we've become so competitive in this industry that if you don't have a niche or niche, I have to be very careful. The Europeans call it niche and I call we call it niche here in the US. But if you haven't got one, you could just get lost amongst the gazillions of other properties and homes that are vying for our guests' attention. So I'm into stats right now. So the booking.com survey on sustainability delivered that for me as as well. And you'll have a link to that on the show notes. And I really encourage you to take a look. And I hope by the end of this episode, you're going to be really motivated to make some changes towards more eco-friendly policies and practices in your business, because these stats aren't lying. They are telling you what the respondents to the survey have said about their focus on sustainability and climate change and eco-friendliness. So my guest today is Vanessa D'Souza-Large. I love Vanessa. She's been on the show several times before. She's a vacation rental tech entrepreneur, and she is the founder of Sustonica. And this is the first sustainability accreditation for vacation rentals. I mean, this has been going on in the hotel industry for, for donkey's years. 
but we're only just tapping into it in our business right now. So in this episode, we're going to be discussing sustainability and eco-friendly travel in the vacation rental industry and how you as vacation rental operators can make your properties more eco-friendly while also appealing to guests. And a lot of these things, as you're going to find out, are really easy to do. Many, you're probably doing them already. So Vanessa is going to be sharing her insights on why sustainability is important and how Sustonica works and how vacation rental operators can get a sustainability badge for their properties. So without further ado, let's dive into the conversation with Vanessa de Souza-Large. Well, I am super delighted to have with me today, again, Vanessa D'Souza-Large, and it's always an absolute pleasure to talk to you, Vanessa. We've met so many times at conferences, and we've talked on the podcast, and so, you know, it's always a bonus for me to have your face on my screen. (laughs) (laughs) You're so kind. Thank you, Heather. Thanks for having me once again. Not at all. For those of you who have not listened to previous podcasts or or perhaps have not met Vanessa, I'm going to ask you to share your background in short-term rentals because it it is quite amazing. And also want to ask you what inspired you to go into your latest startup. I mean, you're like me. We, we just love to start new businesses. <laughs> yes, we do. We do. We do. We do. Always, you know, finding ideas or things that we're missing. So, no, I've been in the vacation rental industry whew, for a very, very long time. I think it's 20 years now. <laughs> Something like this. I started off with building a, an OTA uh, previous to Airbnb. And we had at one point, which was a whooping 8,000 vacation rentals that you could book online worldwide but this is very early days and so after that when booking.com came along and airbnb came along with their millions of dollars it was much harder to uh, to make the marketing uh, work and so we moved on from from being an ota to being a channel manager and the channel manager was rentals united or is rentals united and i spent uh, seven years being a cmo there co-founder and cmo and I left in October 21 and then started to think about my next project and spent a year and a half uh, researching what is now Sustonica. Now, Sustonica is the first sustainability validation accreditation badge for vacation rentals. We don't have another one. And, um, and I have a special interest in sustainability. One, because I went to a boarding school uh, when I was young, obviously, <laughs> when I was a child. And we, uh, back then, which is a long time ago again, the boarding school was very much ahead of a focus on uh, sustainable living. So from very early age, I was, uh, I was taught what it means uh, to live you know, in agreement with the environment, or friendly living, let's say. And so that carried on throughout my life. I, uh, I've been influencing, you know, uh, families and friends and making uh, sustainable choices. I've uh, been a vegan quite a long time. And yes, I've always been interested in, in sustainability. And so when my uh, story with Rentals United finished, I decided I wanted to combine. One, you know, being in vacation rentals all this time, having very many contacts, 
and two, my love for sustainable living. And and lucky for me, there was a not. I mean, lucky for me, sadly for the industry, there there was no real approach, no path, you know, for us to become more sustainable. So this is how uh, Systemico was born. So it's interesting you say that, you know, this is the very first one because hotels have been doing this for a long time. And yeah. I, you know, I remember going to hotels 20 years ago where you used a towel and you flung it out and they replaced it every single day. You got new towels yeah. and often they would change the beds. And, and nowadays, you know, they've gone through this period of training their guests, I guess, yeah. into greener practices. So now I go to a hotel, towels get reused and mm-hmm. I don't expect somebody to come in and turn my bed down or change the bed every day. So yeah. we have been, I think, over the course of, of a period of time in hotels, we have been trained. And yeah. first of all, why do you think the vacation rental industry has lagged behind for so long? And do you think mm-hmm. that guests are trainable? Yeah. No, I do think they're trainable. Absolutely, uh, I do. There's been a lack of awareness in the vacation rental world, um, and also a lack of of guidelines. At the VIMA last year, I wasn't there, but I was told there was not one panel about sustainability, uh, not not one. Mm-hmm. So we we really liked talking about it as an industry. We like the guidelines. I mean, the fact that we have very strong certification bodies for the hotel world, this has helped hotels, you know, for, in their past to becoming more eco-friendly, etc. And we haven't had that in the, in the vacation rental world. So that, that's been missing. Also, there's a question of, of resources. You know, there's limited resources uh, that we have as property managers uh, compared to, you know, the big hotel industry and because it can cost like to get certified it can cost like tens of thousands of dollars depending on the size of the hotel to get to get certified and and also i think there's been guest expectations you know in the past and um, very much before airbnb really vacation rentals were seen as a as a way to travel uh, cheaply you know they're cheaper than the hotels because uh, you go as a group etc so it was like a budget uh, vacation and this has completely changed thanks to i think mainly airbnb uh, who's really put this uh, local experience and living like a local and and has changed the perceptions of vacation rentals so now there, there can be a wider focus on on being more eco-friendly covid as well changed that you know uh, so guest expectations are changing they do expect the same kind of things they see in hotels this focus in vacation rentals too and um, we haven't done it yet you know well, it sounds like guests uh, are actually looking for it as well. And I wanted to draw the audience's attention to the latest sustainability report from Booking.com. Now, last year I talked with uh, Bob Garner of Enviro Rental about the 2022 report, which had some great statistics. And as I said in the introduction, I, I'm really loving these statistics. And one of them was... It, it just sort of jumped out. A whopping 74% of responders want to see more eco-friendly options. So these are the people who are going to vacation rentals. They are our clients, our customers, our guests, and they're asking for these things. So what op- opportunities does this create for managers and hosts? Yes. Well, firstly, competitive advantage. Right. Um, there are not very many property managers who have put 
sustainability as part of their brand pillars. Uh, very few, in fact. And so by doing, by, by showing that, you know, you're taking this uh, very seriously, you gain uh, competitive advantage and in very many markets, uh, also first to market. You know, you'll be mm -hmm. first to market that your properties are environmentally friendly. We can't really say, you know, you will have increased bookings at this stage because we don't have the stats. Uh, Booking.com, we will have seen from the report, uh, will not give us this. However, I think by the time we have the next report, this will come out. This will come out that, yes, if you have an apartment, a similar apartment, at the same price, uh, with similar amenities, let's say, and the same location, if one was, was uh, sustainable and the other one was not, which one do you think the guests would choose? You know, it's very likely that they will choose the one that has sustainable features. So yeah, for these reasons, I think I think uh, I think we should jump on the wagon. Also, there's a reduced costs, reduced uh, just cost saving by by implementing you know, energy energy saving uh, energy saving appliances, for example, uh, water saving measures. You know, you do reduce on costs, so that makes a lot of sense for hosts, especially to look at how they run their, their homes. Yeah, I think there is there is the thought that, you know, doing all these things, that's going to cost us money. We're going to have to spend money on, you know, changing out all our light bulbs, which you should have already done anyway. But, yeah. uh, you know, we, we, we're going to um, implement new things that are going to cost us money. And I think yeah. it's really worthwhile looking at the other side of it, that yeah. it's actually going to save you money in the long term. So if, it, if it's an initial cost, it's got, you're going to reap the benefits later, not only with that cost saving, but with hopefully more people booking. Yeah. I mean, there are very simple things that you can do that don't require um, investment. For example, one of the most important things that you can do and uh, high, uh, ranked really highly in our criteria is to change your energy to 100% renewable. And that is, in most cases, a phone call to your energy provider saying, you know, I want to switch to 100% renewable. And that doesn't cost any more. It's a phone call. It's a bit of time, let's say. But there are very many things, and, you know, I think we lay them down quite clearly in the, in the criteria on the website, um, that you can do that. Don't, do not cost money. Well, let's talk about those. Let's talk about those criteria. How were your cri What's in the criteria? What? How are they created? And and I notice on your website you have this really nice little graphic, which is the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So, can you expand on that a little bit? And you yeah. know, let, let's tell people what these different criteria are and how they can meet those goals. Yeah, sure. So, the United Nations have come up after very many years of research with 17 uh, sustainable development goals. And these are applicable for all sorts of businesses, not just tourism businesses, for business as a whole and for, for the world as a whole. And so uh, when we developed the criteria for Sonica, uh, we obviously based it on these goals. And they look at water conservation, energy conservation, at waste reduction, and at community. So we ha we can follow 10 out of these 17 goals. Um, and it's very interesting to go through these 17 goals, I think, and to check out the United Nations website um, because they have you know, really actual tips on what you can do to follow a more sustainable lifestyle. And, and as businesses, we have a responsibility, right? And, 
and especially in tourism, we, we you know we create a, a lot of CO two. <laughs> so um, and people won't stop traveling. So uh, we we have to do our part, and and so we were able to apply ten of these goals to our criteria, and we also followed the we also followed the S the sorry sorry. Uh, so many abbreviations, the GSTC criteria, the Global Sustainable Tourism Council criteria, uh, which um, manages to put a framework together for all tourism businesses, also based on the United Nations goals. So it all starts with the United Nations goals, and then you have these different bodies that look at uh, how to enforce it for different industries. So in tourism, it's the GSTC and we now also have the travelist uh, framework, but I don't want to go into too much details, but there are uh, bodies looking at how we can you know, reduce our impact in tourism. So yeah, that's what we're based on. And there's about 40 criteria, depending on the type of property that you have. Well, let, let's take out one of these one of these goals and and break it down because I've I've done the test on yeah. your website and and I found it quite fascinating because it breaks it down into you know very small achievable criteria and yeah. you know it's just something simple like do you provide reusable bags reusable oh, shopping bags shopping bags yep. yes yep. Yeah. yeah oh gosh I can, I can tick that box because yes i of course i provide i remember going years ago to a to a vacation rental in exuma i think and as you do when you go into a new kitchen you open every single drawer yeah. I mean, all I do, <laughs> every drawer and every cabinet in, in, a, in a rental property, I've got to check everything out. I've just rented this place. So you know, yeah. unless it's locked, I'm looking in it. And I remember there were three drawers in the kitchen and they were just every, and they were big drawers and they were all jam-packed with plastic bags, shopping <laughs> bags. There you go. <laughs> That's what we want to avoid. We want to avoid. And, and I think it also gives... You know, one is good for for the guests that they see that you, you're doing this. You're providing uh, shopping bags that they can take to the shop. But also, you know, by reading the criteria, you realize, okay, let me not forget my own shopping bag uh, when I, you know, when I go out and, and and go shopping. Because why take plastic bags? I mean, many cities now forbid it, and hopefully this will be worldwide one day or another. But meanwhile, they take a shopping basket. Uh, so, um, let, yeah, let's take one of the goals and just lay out what those criteria are within that section. Okay, which goal would you like? <laughs> mm, no, I'm going to leave it to you to choose. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to come back to the community one later on um, yeah, because that's okay. particularly interesting. But, um, well, they're all interesting, okay. but uh, let, let's look yeah. at you know, any, any one let's of them. At, shall we look at water conservation? Yes, water. for sure. Goal, goal number 14. So, for example, here we have, are your bed linen and towels eco-friendly, right? Uh, so not very many people have this uh, today, I found out. And basically, your, your towels and your eco-linen should be made out of organic cotton, of linen, the material, or bamboo, uh, and processed using environmentally friendly methods, so, such as low-impact dyes, right? So this will be one. Then, do you offer green cleaning products? This is such an easy change to make. You know, every supermarket now will have uh, green cleaning products on offer. And also, you can, if you're a property manager, you can buy them in bulk. 
and replace what you're currently using or what you're currently leaving for guests in the in the rental. Your shampoo and shower shower gel are they free of microplastics? Uh, I know you had a look at the app <laughs> yesterday. Yes, uh, yeah, that that was that was fascinating. Uh, that was completely yeah. fascinating that you can get an app that will yeah. scan a barcode on a bath product and see if there's any yeah. microplastics in it. Yeah, it actually scans the ingredient the ingredients. It doesn't scan the so it scans the ingredients okay. and it does it very cleverly. And and there you see if this shower gel or this shampoo has microplastics, microplastics uh, is is irreversible what we're doing with microplastics. And and the cosmetic industry is really very much at fault here for sticking microplastics in order to because they're cheap in order to fill the product. So, you know, if you can avoid them, avoid them. And uh, life below water. What else do we have from life below water? Uh, we have, oh, if you have a pool, <laughs> if you have a, a pool, a uh, swimming pool, I mean, or a hot tub, is it being naturally filtered? So sand filters, biofilters, ozone generators, this is what we're looking at. In clean water and sanitation, which is related to water, goal number six, are your showers water efficient? And if they're not, uh, then install a small valve that will cost you, you know, five dollars in order to to make it water efficient. Are you collecting rainwater if you have a garden? Rainwater collection method and use it to water your plants. These are all very simple things to do. Very simple, and it's just putting your mind through it. And Obviously, we're looking at, you know, does the washing machine, does it have an eco-setting? Does the dishwasher have an eco-setting? And, and things like, are the toilet water efficient? Do we have two buttons in the, in the toilet? Uh, things like this. Yeah, well, let's, so, so, so let's think about, well, let's go to, in fact, the, the, the quiz or the test that's, that people can access on the Sustonica website because you know i'm hoping after this that everybody who's listening is going to go to the sustonica website and do take that test you know yes. regardless of what you're going to do with it go take the test because i think yeah. it's quite um an eye-opener tell me about the criteria to actually achieve accreditation because i was going through that and i'm thinking no i'm not achieving all of these and it was almost like well do I bother going on because mm -hmm. I've left some blanks? And then I, you know, I, I did see that you do not have to be 100% no. compliant with everything to get accredited. Okay. How much do you have to do? So in order to get the badge, we want to encourage people to start their sustainability journey. So we put the bar quite low. We put it to 20%. And there are very many easy things that you can do also in the community, if you want to talk about it later. And things that property managers can do, things that owners can do. But we put it to 20% because we want people to start looking into this world and start thinking about making their homes more eco-friendly. And, and so the bar is low. But what we do require is that next year, when you pass it again, you will increase. You will increase at least a percentage. And that's what we're after. So you're starting your sustainability journey with us. And, and you're starting to look at these things. And then we ask you to increase it in a year. You have a year to make one more change, let's say. That is brilliant because I, that, that was one of my questions. You know, it doesn't appear to be that challenging to meet that 20%. And, you know, how are you going to encourage owners to go beyond that minimum? But you've just answered. You've yes. answered that. And I think that's a great step 
because yeah. do I, and I'm I'm assuming you're going to remind people beforehand. That- <laughs> of course, I will. Yes. I will. Yes, <laughs> you know my my a- little my little brain, <laughs> my my startup brain is going. Oh my gosh, I can see all these different ways when, when you can motivate people to get going yes. on this and and make it exciting to to get to the next yeah. level because. We all love that. We do we, we do games all the time and, and there's that yes. desire to get to the next level. So yes. uh, But we don't have levels within the badge. We yeah. had them and we took them off. Why? Because people were competing. They were like, I don't want to get just a committed badge. I want the exceptional badge. Right. And so I'm gonna make I'll make some changes and I'll come back to it. And we don't want that. We want you to start now and we want you to, you know, Put your mind to it and and get into this world and and reaping all the benefits that it has to get into the world. It's still motivating. Yes, I understand about levels, but it's just motivating to say, okay, I was I got to twenty percent this year, and I can yeah. when I do redo the test, test, I'm going to get above that yes. number, which is wonderful. Can you tell us about any, you know, sh- share any stories you have about properties that have actually done this they've achieved the recognition yeah. and what what are they doing that's setting them apart may i have a wonderful example for you um one of our ambassadors in france our first ambassador in france who has uh, 90 properties in the region of annecy you, you i didn't i didn't go to annecy to oh, vacation okay. rental uh, to, to, to antonio's summit for unfortunately but it looked oh, gorgeous <laughs> Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. And in this region, she has um, 90, 90 rentals. And she was our first, um, or she is our first ambassador. And she did it for reasons that I thought were very interesting, uh, mainly because she looks at her business, her property management business, in the, in the, in the long term, right? She's not in for the quick, quick cash. She's in for the long term. She wants to build a business that is resilient and uh, that will survive any uh, anything that comes to it. So surviving, one of the very important parts, aspects of surviving is regulations, right, as you know, Heather. <laughs> and so she needs to look to her local regulators, uh, her local tourism board, the local government, as a good property manager. So she does everything in a good way, but on top of that, she wanted to show that not only does she work, everything in a good way and and you know pays her employees what they need to be paid and you know has licenses and all the rest also she has a sustainability aspect and so what she did she passed the the badge for for i think we're on about 50 of our properties and and invited the local tourism board and the local mayor the mayor to come and check out these properties and what what they have in terms of sustainability. And that was a huge success. I mean, you know, they're, they're completely on board. And I think it's wonderful what she's doing. And, and so now she has another thing under her wing to say that she's, she has a good business and she attracts, and she attracts good guests, guests that are, you know, uh, thinking about being environmentally friendly. I'm not going to trash the place and <laughs> et cetera, literally. <laughs> uh, so so yes, so I think that's a really nice example. So. Yeah, I love um, I love that that idea of you know doing these things and then sharing it, you know, telling, waving your flag and saying this is what I'm doing. Uh, you Absolutely. know, don't keep it under wraps. And and I guess that goes to websites and having a page on on your website 
that that says this is what I do. Uh, And I know um, Bob Garner's website for Casal, remind me, Casal de Fiji. Casalde Fiki. Hey, nearly. <laughs> I nearly got that one right. <laughs> and I know his website is, there's a huge focus on, on eco-friendliness, sustainability within yeah. that website. And I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes too, because for anybody who's looking at starting this journey, then yes. it's, uh, you know, Bob is, is, is such a great role model yes. f- for this. He's been the first to talk about sustainability in our, in our world. Yeah. Um, and the only uh, until I arrived. <laughs> so, so now we're quite a few. Uh, yes, but, and Deborah and Deborah Larby with the Deborah, Green Path podcast now. And Nikki Matei, who is a marketing specialist. And yes, I mean, I think that very many people are doing things um, already and they just fail to show it. Yes. Oh, I do this. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, just I haven't communicated it to anyone <laughs> you know and yes knowing how to communicate and and to show off and with it influence you know i mm-hmm. think this is the wonderful power that we have in the vacation rental world because we have you know about 10 million vacation rentals is accepted this number is accepted that we have 10 million vacation rentals in the world and and it would be amazing if 10 million vacation rentals would run their business you know in a sustainable fashion but on top of it, we get 450 million travelers that go through our homes every year, mm-hmm. every year. So if we can influence them to make a, a difference in their own way of living, then we have a real impact. You know, we have a real positive impact on the world as property managers and as owners. So taking that a little bit, a little a step further. So what incentives could property mm-hmm. managers and owners use to encourage travelers to choose more eco-friendly options uh, for, for travel. So really, you know, this is sort of the training aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I think OTAs here have a huge uh, responsibility, right? They, uh, and they're already doing things. They have uh, eco-friendly fin- filters and, you know, they're offering carbon offsets and things like this. They provide information. They, they have a big responsibility in bringing this out. And I think they will bring it out more and more. And quite honestly, where I think it's going with this is that just like you can't advertise on an OTA if you don't have a license number, you won't be able to advertise on an OTA if you're not proving that you're doing uh, things in a sustainable fashion. And I think that's, that's where we're going. Uh, so it will be enforced coming up. And in terms of property management, Today, I mean, really, I would really work on your website. If you think sustainability is important and is important for your guests, which I'm telling you it is, it is important, um, then do the work on your on your own website. Do the work, working on About Us page. Point your homepage to your About Us page. This is why you can trust us. This is why we're eco-friendly, etc. This work has to, has to be done. Bring out what it is in the home uh, that makes it an eco-friendly option. Yeah, working on your website, I think, is the main thing that property managers can do. Well, there was another statistic in in the Booking.com survey said 44% of travellers are unsure of how to find more sustainable options for travel. So that, that I guess that that's showing that we're not being as visible with yeah. these things. And it, but and it's not just a tick in a box. You've got to take it the next step and yeah. and shout it from the rooftops. Yeah, and you know, I mean, there are some niche OTAs that 
you know focus on just that but then their niche and as you know you know it's, it's tough for the for the niche websites um so really is the otas have to have to make a, an even bigger effort that they're doing now and and booking.com is leading away here and the others are you know they need to follow <laughs> follow and, and faster yeah, I'm, I'm jumping about a bit here, but I want to come back to uh, to the to criteria because this is the yeah. one that really interested me was about community because this is what everybody could do today yeah. um, just by sitting at, at your computer. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. so, so tell me about the community criteria and what that means for people who are working on a website right now. Yeah, so the community criteria, so we're not just looking at sustainability is a very big topic. Right. Uh, we're not just looking at the environmentally friendliness of, of, uh, of your home. We're looking at how you promote um, the, 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 the destination and how you support the, the community. So the examples that we gave earlier was in terms of water conservation. As a property manager, you might think, well, I don't have access to this. I'm, I can't you know, do this. And the owner has to take care of it. Our criteria, because it is thought for the industry, is really looked at things that the owner can do and things that the property manager can do. So in terms of the, of the guidebook, we expect that you have a digital guidebook, for one, and, uh, and, that you, and that you promote, that you work on it in order to promote things like locally sourced uh, food stores, a list of local vegetarian restaurants, list of organic food restaurants, list of local volunteering work, which I've seen very rarely in, in guidebooks, list of local heritage sites to, to make sure that these heritage sites do not die off, um, list of off-the-beaten-path sites, and, and one of my favourites is not part of the guidebook, actually, <laughs> but it's part of the community of the community support and that is do you showcase uh, local artists mm-hmm. so do you have do you have art in your home and do you say who this art is from and how the guest may purchase it or at least visit the artist visit the gallery etc yeah so yeah i love that one yeah i remember years ago going to a, a vacation rental in sedona and they had the most amazing pottery in there but there was no real identification of where it came from and i had to go back to the owner and say where did this come from and she said oh yes it was it's a local place in sedona and i thought well why did you not share this yeah <laughs> but that's it's, it's as simple as that people are yeah. you know people are, are looking around the place they're seeing the you know the nice touches you put in there and if yeah. you're furnishing it and and using local artisans to put yes. things in there it's just have a list. And, and I love that you said, you know, if you haven't got a di- the digital guidebook is a must. Yes, yeah. the, the days of the dog-eared welcome book on, on the table are, are really gone now. Hopefully. And it's that, like bringing, in, bringing your own linen and towels. Yeah, yes. The same, the same box. Still, <laughs> still happens in Ontario, you know. <laughs> That's what we're Still a year later. Well, still 20 years later since I said, no, we've got to stop doing this. And it's like 20 years later. No, they can bring their own sheets. I'm not using mine. So what else did I want to ask? Lots. I've got so many questions. Um, Yes. What are your future goals for Sustonica? Sustonica. Well, we want to reach the 10 million location. For sure. This is what we're aiming at. And 
I guess we have criteria now. We have three criteria for different types of properties. So city apartments and townhouses, country homes, country homes with pool. So that's three. And since we launched, we have had requests from houseboats, <laughs> <laughs> from glamping properties, tree houses, camping sites, <laughs> uh, all sorts of businesses uh, in, that do not have a badge, that do not have a way of showing that they are doing things uh, the correct way. And, and so they've been approaching us. So my idea is that for now we have three, and we focus on these three, and then we will grow. We will grow and we aim to touch more and more verticals uh, within, within the vacation rental industry, basically. Brilliant. Um, so it just reminded me of something I was, I was going to um, touch on when we were talking about community and you said volunteers. And so I'm just stepping back a little bit because I love that idea of, of promoting, because uh, volunteerism is yet another growing travel market, I guess. People want yes. to go places and go volunteering. So yeah. if you're a property manager and you ha- or, a, or an owner, and I'll give you one example. This is a lady I mention a lot on the podcast, and, and she's, she's probably going to be shaking her head when I say Shireen McClellan again. Um, she has a property called Western Star Bungalow in Kanab in Utah. And you probably a lot of people have probably never heard of this. And it is close by an, a massive animal sanctuary called Best Friends Animal Sanctuary, which is one of the biggest animal sanctuaries in the US. And people come from all over the world to volunteer at this animal sanctuary. And, and so she promotes this on her website. You know, come up, if you're volunteering, you can come stay here. And... And I've always loved that. And I don't hear, you don't, and I mention Shireen all the time on, in this context, because you don't hear much about anybody else yeah. promoting the volunteer aspect of a stay. Yeah. And there's so much you can do in cities as well. Who was posting recently that they've been collecting plastics in Amsterdam from the river, you know, and you spend the morning, you meet people and you leave, you know, you've had a wonderful vacation, but you also leave feeling you've done something good. You've done something good for the local community. And so this is what we want to encourage. We want to encourage that property managers actually go and look at all these options that they have and and make sure that they share this with, with their guests. Yeah, it was it takes me back to being, uh, you know, I, I spent my winter down in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and it was my first Christmas away from the family. First Christmas without oh. without the kids. And it, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had steak and fries for Christmas dinner. It was fantastic. I didn't spend all day in the kitchen. I, I love, I love my family. I love the, I love the twenty years we've had Christmas dinners with them. But, but it got me thinking, and I, I didn't think enough about it because I didn't find information. And I thought, well, I'm going to be here at Christmas. What can I do? Can I go and find a shelter and go and volunteer and whatever? And bad me, I didn't take it beyond that I did a little bit of exploring online but Mm -hmm. I couldn't find you know any opportunities and that's simply because there isn't somebody out there saying here's all the volunteer opportunities for you yes absolutely absolutely love that idea so I'd like Mm -hmm. to hear from my audience 
who is doing this? Who has volunteer opportunities on their websites? And, and if you haven't, why not go out and look? And, and it could be something as simple as, as you were saying, Vanessa, picking up garbage, you know, joining an initiative to clear rubbish off a beach, something like that. If you're on a beach vacation, don't just go onto Facebook and complain about the garbage on the beach. <laughs> You know, do something about it and then, you know, you can let your guests know that they can do these things. So that is just such a great opportunity. So lastly, what what advice do you have for property managers and, and, and owners who want to make their short term rentals more sustainable, even if they haven't yet met the Sustonica criteria? What would they do? Well, I think studying their criteria will give them lots of advice. And then there's also a very good website, in fact, headed by Bob Gardner, called envirorental.com. And there is lots and lots of information about starting your sustainability journey. Very simple things, as I said, that you can do. So I would advise getting educated, really, you know. And hopefully, I think Bob and I have really looked at making it easy because it is a complicated world. You know, it took me a year and a half to bring this out <laughs> and to make sense out of it. And uh, and so I think we we both really wanted it to be approachable. And so his website and, and ours are, you know, we clearly lay it out. We clearly lay it out for everyone what they can do. So, yeah, I would advise going on, on both. Yeah. Well, as I said, I, I did it. I went, took the test and was very happy with with my results i was actually looking at my own home because i don't have a rental at the moment and i don't have a property management company anymore so (laughs) but i would advocate everybody goes to sustonica and checks it out and does that test and so for, for the accreditation what's the cost vanessa so it's 40 euros per property and and the process is all automated so uh, you register. You have, if you're a property manager and there are certain things that you won't know about the property, so there will be a link that you can send the owner, a very quick form that they can fill in to find out if they have uh, renewable energy, for example, you might not be aware of that, uh, or a heat pump. Uh, so there's a very easy way to forward certain questions to the owner and the rest of the things you can do yourself as a property manager. The last step, so it's two steps really, but the last step is that you need to go to the property and take photos for us. So the proof uh, that we're after, the proofs that we're after. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this is geolocated, so you can't cheat. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and with that, you know, if you pass the 20%, we validate uh, the information that we get. And if you pass the 20%, then you get your badge. And what does the badge consist of? So the badge is uh, you have a, an online space where that you can chat, where you have uh, the picture of your badge that you can download as well, and you have a type certificate page in A4 uh, that you can print, and we very much encourage you to print it and put it in your vacation rentals uh, to show uh, to show your guests that you know you're taking it seriously, and. That's it. You can put mm-hmm. it on your website and soon you'll be able to appear in some of the filters of the OTAs. Okay, that's, that is excellent. I'd love to hear from who has got their badge or is, uh, is, is claiming their badge. And over time to find out if this is making, uh, making a difference. Clearly, it's making a difference environmentally. But of course, we all want to get the other benefits as well. 
But of course, that comes from advertising what you're doing. Once you've got that badge, don't hide it at the bottom of your website. Make it front and center at the top on yes. your home page and let us know how that goes. Vanessa, it's been just a blast to talk to you. Can't wait to see you in Barcelona in a couple of weeks. Same for me. And how is Barcelona, by the way? It's sunny and gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I'm quite sure it's going to be still sunny and gorgeous on the week of May the 15th. Even more sunny. Even more sunny. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I wish you all the best with Sestonica. We will catch up again in a year or so and see where you're going. And I know with the success of all your past ventures, this is going to be equally successful. Thank you, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Vanessa de Souzelage. Always an absolute pleasure. She is such a delight to talk to. Can't wait to get together in Barcelona in a couple of weeks. So I hope that has motivated you. I would love it if on the publication day, if everybody listening into this podcast goes to Sestonica and does that test, it only takes a few minutes and you will get back your percentage report that says, you know, what percentage do you meet the criteria? And you can take it from there. I mean, there's, there's no, absolutely no obligation to go on and do the accreditation, but it, it would be really useful to see how you stand out, you know, how, how you stand up, sorry, how you stand up to the criteria. I was pleasantly surprised with mine for my home, but I think I can do better. I got 60%, but I think I can actually do better and we'll be spending a little bit more time looking at those criteria again. So let me know. Love to hear if you've done this, if you are accredited, what it's doing for you, and we can talk about that on a later show. That's it. As you can tell, I'm getting pretty excited about leaving Canada for a couple of weeks and heading to Europe. So I just have one more person who is going to be at the short stay week and the book direct show and the scale rental show and all the other things that are going on in Barcelona the week of May the 15th. So I'll be talking to Neely Khan next week about storytelling. And Neely is an amazing storyteller and she's going to tell us all about how we can use storytelling to boost our brands and make us seem more visible. And I'm already thinking about telling stories about what you're doing from an eco-friendly and sustainable perspective. There's a story for you. And certainly Vanessa's story about the property manager in Anisi was really great. So, you know, all of us, we can all do something like this. So that is it for another week. As I came down to my studio this morning, it was just beginning to snow again outside. Come on, guys, it's the end of April. So I'm hoping when I go up, the grey will have lifted, the snow will have stopped, and maybe we'll see a little bit of sunshine, which will be really, really nice. Vanessa tells me it's absolutely beautiful in Barcelona. So what the heck, you know, I can cope with grey for another few weeks before I get to Spain. Thank you so much for listening as ever, and I will see you again next week. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. 
If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week. <laughs>